Have you been questioning your choices lately? Amidst this existential crisis that the COVID virus has forced upon us, many people are, are finding themselves reflecting on themselves, their lives, their relationships. And amidst this reflection, it's pretty common to begin to question our choices. So today, that's what I'm gonna talk about. Let's talk about your choices. Hi, I'm Dr. Catalina Lawson, and thanks for joining me to this week's episode of Sex Marks the Spot. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I have been specializing in addressing sex and relationships as it pertains to our health and well-being. And amidst the coronavirus, I have definitely been using this as a time of reflection, a time where I have been thinking more about my relationships and, um, and really wanting to sit with whatever feelings come up. And what this made, what I found in doing this with myself and obviously with many of my clients who are experiencing similar processes right now in managing the stress, this collective stress of the COVID virus is questioning the choices that led us to be where we are now and particularly choices in our relationship. So today I really wanna talk about four main choices that have come up um, in a lot of my work, in a lot of the DMs I receive and also what I have been exploring for myself. And these four things are, one, I want to start with something that's personally relevant, is choices about relationships and that have led you or me to be single right now. Two, being with a partner that you really now are stuck with and cannot stand, um, but now have to basically work from home together with and maybe raise a family with and you can't stand them and three friendships um and figuring out which ones have been you're finding yourself gravitate towards or pull back from and then four i will leave some time for our relationship with work but that's not going to be as much of my focus okay and then what I hope to do is, is at the end, give some concrete strategies of how you can actually, what you can do with some of this reflection. Because I do think it's a great time, as hokey as it may seem, and unrealistic. Trust me, I get it. We're basically just trying to get through this. This idea of, oh, we're going to thrive. You don't have to thrive. Right now, we do just need to survive. But the reality is, is that if you are already surviving and coping and working, what we know is, is that if you stop pushing as much and be a little bit more flexible and present, then you can actually conserve more energy and get through this more smoothly, okay, rather than being overwhelmed. So hopefully this, this video gives you some, some 
path forward and some semblance of control. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about being single. So what's come up for me and my clients, but I am gonna more talk about my path and where I'm at. You know, I have been engaged a few times and um, and it's been really hard living on my own and being single through this. Um, I'm still relatively new to LA and don't have a big community here, particularly one that I would see. Um, and, and I live by myself. And, um, and so I have relationships over the internet and I see all my clients and I'm so grateful that I get to do that. But definitely this is a time where it's palpable how much I wish I had a partner. And really thinking about particularly one partner that it was kind of, gosh, if I was just who I am now back then, maybe it could work. Having that type of thought. And let's just start calling it actually kind of regret. I know I experienced some regret around that. And or, but the reality is, is that I can't go back in time and do anything with that. It's also being single right now. I've also realized that a lot of people really haven't been as empathic. People with friends, I mean, sorry, people with kids and partners, because of course they are dealing with their own stressors. Um, and it's hard, I mean, to be home. I'll, I'll talk about that when we talk about partnered individuals. Um, and I feel like it's because there's almost this stigma attached to being single and being alone, particularly as, um, particularly nowadays. And as a woman, there's this assumption that, oh, well, you must be a bitch or you must have emotional problems or there's all these reasons why you are single. When the reality is, is that I, when I look back on my choices, I know that there were definitely, if I didn't want to be alone, I definitely could have been with different people. And maybe I was too picky or maybe I wasn't ready. All the various reasons. I know I am fighting those automatic thoughts and the judgments and even the comments I have heard from people that basically say, well, you just didn't make the right choices. And you or you weren't in the right space to make the right choices so that you wouldn't be alone. And I think we have to be very careful with this. Um, I think we have to be very gentle with how we see ourselves, particularly when we think about relationships and sex. I mean, again, like when I make jokes about being celibate right now again i don't get any empathy from people who are married who because they're like oh my god i can't even think about sex but what they don't know is is that i don't actually even have the option because to be quarantined right now and do the the socially responsible and morally in my opinion correct thing to do i absolutely am not going on physical in real life dates <laughs> you know and so in real life, sex actually is a disconnect. But then I think, when I think about the sex part, it makes me think a little bit about, gosh, what were some of my sexual choices? Maybe I was, you know, 
I didn't take sex seriously enough. Maybe I didn't give enough. Maybe I didn't think about it. Again, those are all very common questions that come in my mind. Or, and flat out, I know that when I think about dating and being single, and I talk about that lack of connection and, and celibacy, being single also gets judged as, oh, well, that's all you care about is, is the sex, rather than the actual intimacy and the connection. Um, and that not even if it's just utter loneliness, but that idea of, I don't have anyone else to count on. I am pretty independent and that is the reality. Choice or not choice, that is the reality that I have to live with. So I feel like I have had to look at a lot of my choices and figure out, well, I haven't figured anything out. Right now what I'm trying to do is just look at them and I'm noticing them. Now when we think about couples, one thing that has really come up is that many couples now are working from home together. And before the quarantines, most couples who were both working spent at least 40, anywhere between 40 and 70 or 80 hours away from each other. And maybe that space actually allowed them to relatively coexist. But now amongst couples that some in my practice, but then certainly what I've seen in times of stress is that, whew, boy, um, there's a lot of tension. The reality is, is that we know that any couples um, who go into a chronic stressor, um, such as getting diagnosed with a chronic illness like cancer or going through a, a major life change, or again, something like the corona is that's unprepared, unexpected, is, is that couples that had any type of relationship concern before, generally what you see is, is that it generally gets worse after the crisis and during that chronic stress. So again, this is an a time where many couples and people in couple in, in relationships are really, it's becoming palpable what, how unhappy they are. And this is where I really encourage individuals amongst both individuals in the dyad to actually try to step in and look inside yourself rather than about just the other person. Begin to notice, gosh, when you start to think, oh, I should have, I, I should have made different choices, I shouldn't have ever been with them. Okay, well, what were the factors and how did you feel when making those choices? Did you feel pressured? How do you feel now? Because the reality is, is you are where you are. And if you felt stuck for so long, it's likely because this stuckness is ambivalence. And the thing is with ambivalence is we're actually making a choice to not change anything. So whether that be leave the relationship, try a separation or ask, have conversations or work on the relationship. When there's feelings of stuckness, there's ambivalence around it. So now what I, what I encourage people who are in relationships and stuck at home with a partner that they can't stand is actually to begin to look at how they're, what, 
how they're feeling with or without their partner. And when they have some space away from their partner, this is a chance to actually say, how does my body feel so much different? I'm in my home, I'm feeling comfortable. What makes me feel comfortable? How can I give that to myself? What do I need to impose on the relationship or boundaries do I need to set to foster this feeling in myself? Okay. I really think that this is an opportunity instead of focusing on why didn't I? All the times why's that we do to others and to ourselves are just big fingers in our faces of why didn't you do this? Why didn't you make this choice? Why didn't you do different? And then once the why's come, come the shoulds. I should have done this. I should have <sighs> la la la. The reality is we are here now. And if you are in a toxic relationship and you are incredibly unhappy, but right now you have no way out, this is where I think it's really important, one, for you to acknowledge your feelings, particularly if your partner isn't able to, well, if you're in a toxic relationship, then you're probably not going to want to go to your partner, but this is a time to really try and use your power within self-soothe, find your boundaries, keep yourself regulated, take care of yourself. But when you're f being faced with a lot of these reality, like, like if it's just coming to you, go easy on yourself. When you begin to over challenge your choices too much, then next thing you know, it can just get out of control. So I really don't want you to do that. Okay, and then the next thing I want us to think about is our friendships and our choices in our friendships. And whether it be with our lovers or with our friends. Um, in working with cancer, I always used to say that cancer is a litmus for our relationships. And it really is a test to when someone gets diagnosed with cancer with who is going to be there amidst this existential crisis. And it forces us to look at our relationships, just like, to me, the COVID crisis is one of those, is another paradigm that for me feels so, again, it's, I'm by no means, I'm equating the COVID crisis with cancer but the uncertainty and fear and the chronicity of it, but particularly the mortality th threat, the life-threatening aspect of it, as well as the uncertainty, fear, and lack of control and lack of cause, those are all similar aspects. So when looking at our relationships and our friendships, I think it's very important for us to acknowledge that friendships evolve. And if you find yourself questioning why you can't, why maybe you have pushed yourself away from friends or feeling overly needy and alone and wanting to be constantly on the phone or online with somebody, even while you're working, needing to set the time, this is really an opportunity for you to step back um, and actually begin to, again, 
sit with those thoughts and regulate. Um, I actually don't want to talk too much about work on this because I think it warrants its own um, conversation. So I'm actually going to hold off on that. But what I want to talk about is, is across whether you're single or you're a couple or you're thinking about relationships and you're thinking about your choices. What's common is, is that we will have a sense of regret. And this is what I want us to focus on for the last few minutes is what do you do with regret? How do you actually move through regret rather than fester in it and then become depressed and ashamed? And next thing you know, you're just walking around in this huge cloud, which is your lens of life of regret. Oftentimes with regret, we actually tend to regret the things we didn't do more than the things we actually did or the risks we didn't take versus the thing, risks we did. So what we want to learn, take from that is, is that what we want to assume, we call it, they call it mental constructing with intention implementation. This is a cognitive behavioral strategy that actually gets you to think about what it was you would, what it was you actually regretted, and then think about what your life would feel like if you actually did it differently and it turned out a certain way, the way you wanted it to. How would that feel? How would your body feel? How would you feel emotionally? What would your life look like? Begin to imagine that. And again, the power of imagery is, is that what it starts to do is it begins to rewire. You know, it starts to focus on positive rather than negative. And when we think more positively, our body generally doesn't feel as threatened. So it's not even just the thinking positive. It's the imagining and broadening potential options. Our body will feel less trapped and stuck. So when you begin to actually think of what I would feel like to actually, if, if what I wished happened did, let that sit in, sit with that. And then next, start thinking about, okay, now being who I am now, with my life the way it is now, with the resources and skills I have now. Realistically, what are some barriers that may come up? And seeing these as realistic barriers that now you can actually begin to problem solve around or work on yourself to actually begin to shift. What can you control? Identifying things you can control to actually m move through those barriers and overcome them to become who it is you want, to have the relationships that you wish to have. That is a critical step to you beginning to actually acknowledge your choices and own them, learn from them, and then ultimately grow from them. And I think that as scary and uncertain a time that we are going through, 
think if we can learn from our choices and grow, I think that we will come out stronger through this together. So I hope that this was helpful and definitely let me know if you have any questions about how to implement some of this, but, and I'll keep expanding on it, but I just wanted to send a message because I know that right now when we're reflecting, it can be incredibly <sighs> sad and depressing thinking about all the what ifs or the shoulds. So be gentle with yourself when you're beginning to look at, reflect on the past that led you to where you are right now and know that right now, this is where you are. You wanna be somewhere different? In the moment, focus on how you feel and then begin to plan for what you'd like to change and then be present all along. Because maybe you weren't as much in the past and for whatever reason, okay, accept it and then integrate it, okay? All right, I hope this was helpful, guys. I know that this was a little um, different. So thinking about it um, and our relationships and particularly um, if you are alone or with a partner right now that you can't stand or withdrawing or latching on to friends, look at the choices you're making and be gentle with yourself, but look for opportunities for growth. I hope this helps and um, tune in every Wednesday uh, to Sex Marks the Spot. You can hear it on iTunes or Spotify, my YouTube channel, or you can always um, check it out on my website at www.drcatalina.org. And you guys can always shoot me online and ask me any questions or if you ever need support. I hope you have a happy hump day and stay safe and healthy. Cheers.